Good morning, world. The time is 10 a.m. The voice you are hearing is that of Lady Heart, and I want to welcome you and thank you for joining me here on another edition of the First Lady's Hat. I just want to remind you that it's about time for that mid-morning break. And if you've been up since 5 a.m. like I have, it's been a long time coming. So you're about ready. I want to um, encourage you to just go on ahead and excuse yourself. Go get your snack, your fruit, your mid-morning break, coffee, whatever it is. And we're just going to take a few minutes to sit down and have a few moments of encouragement, if that's all right with you. A reminder, the First Lady's Hat is a broadcast that is dedicated to addressing the life, addressing life as it relates to the First Lady. I'm your host, Lady Hart, and we are building an engaging community just for you. So let's go ahead and jump right in and just pause for a moment of thanks. Lord God, we thank you for allowing us to see this day. It is truly a beautiful day to be in your presence. We thank you for this moment. I thank you for this opportunity. And we want to say thank you for all of the pastors, all of their first ladies and all of their leadership teams who labor in your vineyards every day. We pray your blessing of purpose, of power, of productivity and prosperity over this day in Jesus name. Amen. So I want to talk to you a little bit about something that God just laid on my heart. And it actually has two topics and I couldn't decide which one was best for it. So I'm just going to give you both of them if that's okay. But the topic that we're talking about today is called counterproductive to the glory. And then our topic B is now is the time. So Let's just jump right in to what the spirit of God has to say. Um, it's not always to identify what we should let go of and what we should keep, what we should pursue and what we should leave alone as we begin to try and evaluate and determine what is the will of God in our lives and walk down the path that God has set before us. And I just want to um not necessarily encourage you, but admonish you that just because you've done something a certain way your whole life does not mean that is something you should hold on to or continue to do. What does that mean? It means that we are always in the potter's hand. It means that we are always on the refiner's forge. It means that God is consistently working in us and working through us to begin to shape and mold us into what he wants us to be the way he wants us to be. And, um, a lot of times we take our life experience and we say, this is just me deal with it. And the problem is, as we come into ministry, that sometimes who we are, we're not able to reach all that God wants us to reach. Just like Paul says, you have to become all things to all, pe all people so that some may be saved. Well, we completely forego or skip over the step of becoming all things to all people. And I'm not saying shape shift. I'm not saying change. I'm just saying evaluate where you're at. And so today we're going to talk about letting go of things that are counterproductive to the will of God. Okay, so I just want to make a declaration that today we are going to forge ahead and take control over our lives and the destiny that God has set before us because he has set a destiny before us. Whether or not we reach it, that's up to you and I. Whether or not we actually achieve that which God wants us to achieve, that's between you 
and God. That's between me and God. I can go all the way in God or I can stop where I am. I can jump off of the wheel, off of the potter's wheel. I can come out of the fire, come out of the refiner's fire and I can continue on as I always have. Or I can look at the things that God wants to purify in me and I can say, okay, God, yeah, let's let, let's do this. So before we go any further, let's define what counterproduction is. Counterproductive is defined as something that has the opposite effect of what it was intended for. Something that has the opposite effect of what it was intended for or something or someone that goes against what you are trying to achieve. And the truth is, is that a lot of times we always look at counterproductivity being as something that's a force on the outside of us when counterproductivity exists within us. It's when within us, it's called procrastination, it's called fear, it's called doubt. All of these things are counterproductive to the will of God and the destiny that he has set before us. Sometimes we engage in counterproductive activities and we don't even know that we're doing it. Right. You know, for example, we go to the store and we begin to have a casual conversation and begin to talk to another customer or a clerk or a cashier, whoever it is, about our experiences. But in the process of doing that, we inadvertently include other people's experiences that they may or may not have wanted to be shared. And what happens is we begin to get dangerously close to gossip. And what that does is it affects not only the way that people view you, the person that you're talking to views you, but it affects how they view people they don't even know. Guess what? It's counterproductive to the glory of God. I know someone may have never told you this, but I'm telling you this now. Another example of counterproductivity is simply knowing your family history of illness. Okay. Every family has one. Some families are more invasive than others, but every family has some type of illness that is passed down from generation to generation to generation. Okay. And so it's a fact of life. It's, it's, it's not even, you know, a question of whether or not I will get it. It's a fact that there is a great likelihood that I will experience this illness that has been passed down from my great grandmother to my grandmother, to my mother, then maybe to myself and possibly to my children. Knowing that generations have dealt with a particular disease and accepting that this is your struggle instead of activating the word of God in your life is counterproductive to the glory of God. Let me explain something to you. I'm not telling you to ignore the flat facts. I am telling you to activate the power of God in your life. Don't focus on the condition. Focus on the way maker. That's just a nugget. Don't focus on what's going on. Don't focus on what history has told you. Don't focus on what everybody is dealing with. Focus on Jesus because Jesus is the deliverer. Jesus is the physician. Jesus is the one who is able to take what was nothing and begin to create something out of it. And if he's able to take nothing and create something, shouldn't it work the other way? Isn't he able to take something and cause that thing to be gone in his name? Yes, he is. Again, just a little nugget for you. But 
When we accept that we're struggling with illness, when we accept that and we speak that, we profess that into the air. And guess what? That begins to become our reality. That begins to become our manifested fate. And so I'm not going to accept the fact that or I'm not rather I'm not going to continue to speak on the fact that this is a possibility or maybe even a reality in my life. The only thing that I'm going to speak on is the power and the glory of God, the possibility that God is going to going to perform a great and mighty miracle in my life. Amen. Anything less than total faith is God in God is counterproductive to the glory of God. Anything less than total faith in God. It's counterproductive to the glory of God. Counterproductive activities produce a mentality of lack. That's just simply said. Anything that you or I do that is not beneficial to the kingdom of God, his people, yourself or your family positions us to live in a life of perpetual lack. I'm going to repeat that again because I know you're writing and I know I want you to hear what I am saying. Anything that you or I do that is not beneficial to the kingdom of God, his people, ourselves or our families position us to live a life of perpetual lack. That means that the lack will continue day after day, month after month, year after year until eventually we die in that state or die in that mentality. And I just want to take a pause right here. If you feel like you've been living a life that is ineffective, unproductive, unprofitable, unsuccessful. If you just feel that life is bad in general, then it may be time for you to examine yourself and the actions that you take in your everyday life and ask yourself, are these things counterproductive to the glory of God? I don't have to name them. You know what they are. You better yet, you know what state of mind you're in and you know what state your life is in. Okay, the truth is that God wants more. And even further than that, God wants more for us than we even want for ourselves. God wants more from you and I. He wants more for you and I. Here's the truth in God's word. And this is what John 14, 12 through 14 says. It says, very truly, I tell you. Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the father may be glorified in the son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Now that sounds pretty straightforward to me. God says, look, I've done great things while I was here on earth. Jesus says he's actually talking to his disciples. He's preparing them because he has to endure the, the cross and he has to ascend unto heaven. So he's preparing his disciples for this very traumatic event. And so he tells them, look, I've been doing a lot of great things here on earth. You know, I've healed the sick. I've healed. I've, I've caused blind men to see. I've caused the cripple to walk. I've, I've turned, turned water into wine. I've done a whole lot of things, but there are greater things and greater works for you and I to do. And he says, I'm getting ready to go, go to heaven, but you, you're going to be here on earth and you can 
ask anything in the name of Jesus, anything that is in his will, and he will do it so that it brings glory to his father. He will do it. That's what Je- I mean. It says it right here. It says in verse 13, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the father may be glorified in the son. Ask what you will in his name. So that right there tells me that God wants more for me than I even want for myself. There are things that God has prepared that I might not even be aware of. Okay. And am not aware of because he wants so much more than my mind can comprehend. Then your mind can comprehend. Now, the thing that Jesus Christ really wanted his disciples to understand is that he was not leaving them. He was power or is power that that was manifest on earth. That's who Jesus is. He is the walking epitome of God's power on earth. But he is going. But he said to his disciples, I am not just going to leave you destitute without any power. Why would God make a statement that you're going to do great works or greater works and then not give you the ability to perform those greater works. That's not the kind of God that we serve. God is the kind of God that is true to his word. So what he did is he said, I am going to leave my glory in the earth. I am going to leave my glory in the form of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is what empowers us. The Holy Spirit is the glory of God that he invests in us. The Holy Spirit not only empowers us, but it also detours us from counterproductive acts. Activities. Yes, I did. I went right back into that counterproductivity. The Holy Spirit will snatch our hand away and say, don't do that. The Holy Spirit will snatch us back and say, don't touch that. The Holy Spirit will grab your tongue and say, don't say that. The Holy Spirit will break your car down and say, don't go there. Why? Because those things are counterproductive to the glory of God. It does not profit you. It does not profit the body of Christ. And it certainly does not bring glory to God. And so that's what the Holy Spirit does. I am so thankful to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And my prayer for you is that you also will be filled with the manifested glory of God through his Holy Spirit. Here's another truth. You're exactly where you are. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. There is no mistake in where you are. There is no mistake in what you are going through. Minister, pastor, man of God, woman of God, especially first ladies, whoever you are listening to this broadcast right now, God wants and needs you in a place of productivity, spiritually, personally, and professionally, spiritually, personally, and professionally. And it's time. Time for what? Time to let go of those things that do not edify or empower yourself and others. It's time to let it go. It's time to get rid of it. It's time to get a broom and start cleaning house. This is what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes. It says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, 
a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear down and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. God says there is a time for everything underneath the sun. That means as long as the world keeps turning, there is going to be a time for every type of experience that you will encounter. And there are going to be positive experiences and there are going to be negative experiences. There are going to be productive experiences and there are going to be counterproductive experiences. And God says there's a time for all of those in your life. Believe me, you're going to experience every one of these ebbs and flows as you go through your life. Amen. But being called, being the very elect of God, being placed in a position, I want to encourage you and I'm just going to do this really quickly because time is running short but now is not the time to die now is not the time to give up now is not the time to be plucked up and uprooted now is not the time to be torn down and dismayed now is not the time to weep and to mourn now is not the time to to hold back now is not the time to turn back now is not the time to tear tear up or or to throw away or to break down now is not the time to be silent now is not the time to hate now is not the time to tolerate sin now is not the time to tolerate low self-esteem now is not the time to entertain doubt it's not time to entertain fear now is not the time to just accept illness and disease and roll over and die now is not the time to accept failure in your your life. None of these things edify the body. None of these things glorify God. None of these things help you. And none of these things help the people around you. Being the called and being the very elect of God. Now is the time. Now is the time for what? Now is the time to break the silence. Now is the time to speak the word of God. Now is the time for love. Now is the time for peace. Now is the time for prosperity. Now is the time for strength. Now is the time for good health. Now is the time for honesty. Now is the time that I shall live and not die. Now is the time that you shall live and not die. Now is the time to heal. Now is the time to plant now is the time to laugh now is the time to build now is the time to dance now is the time to gather now is the time to reap now is the time to give now is the time for peace and now is the time for the glory of God to be manifest in your life God did not put you in position for nothing God put you in position so that you could be the very manifestation of God's glory Glory here on earth, just as Jesus Christ was the very manifestation of God's glory here on earth. See, we get distracted by the trouble. We get distracted by the trial. We get distracted by this is the hardest thing that we have 
ever encountered, the hardest task that we have ever had to complete. But I want to encourage you that now is the time for the glory of God in your life. God does not get glory when you are not able to display his glory in your life. And I just want to let you know that if you're in a place where in your heart you're feeling like God is not in this I want to encourage you that eventually God is going to get the glory out of your life, whether you are up or whether you're down, whether you're in or whether you're out, whether you're on the right side or whether you're on the left side, whether you want to do what God says or not. He will take you up in the belly of of a well and carry you to the exact destination that you are supposed to go to in order for him to get the glory out of your life. Now is the time to begin to manifest the glory of God in your life. And I'm not talking to everybody. I'm just talking to the called. That's it. I I, I can't give this word to everybody. This word is only to those who are called to be actively engaged in the ministry, who are called to go out into the nations and to preach the word of God and to teach the word of God and to give the people what they need. I'm not talking to everybody. If you can't swallow this word, then it ain't for you. If the shoe fit, don't wear it. That's all I got to say. Let go of anything and everything that is preventing you from displaying the glory of God in your life. You have a designated position. You have a designated assignment. You are there for a designated time. And God desires for you to manifest his glory in whatever position, assignment or time that is your position, your calling. Your work demands the glory of God. It demands the glory of God. That's one of the things that tears down the faith. When people look at the people of God and they say, well, I can't live that life because you're not living that life. You, I can't follow you because you're broke down and disgusted. I can't follow you because you're emotionally unstable. Now is the time to manifest the glory of God. Lord, help us to get rid of everything that is counterproductive to your power and your glory in our lives. For we are your vessels fit for your use. First lady, I will never stop encouraging you that you are exactly where you are supposed to be at this very moment. God did not make a mistake despite how you may feel about it. You are more than able to do this. Everything is working together for your good. I want to thank you for joining me here on this edition of the First Lady's Hat. I want you to remember to get in contact with me online at ladyheart.org or facebook.com at Lady A Heart. And we can talk about counterproductive to the glory of God. Now is the time. I would love to hear from you. God bless.